Stocks and bonds remain under pressure as the Federal Reserve is now expected to reveal its latest economic projections and its latest rate decision today. So welcome to Swissco's daily market talk. Be quiet because the Fed will be speaking soon. So investors are holding their breath into the Fed decision that is due later today. Now, yesterday's trading session was obviously marked by limited risk appetite for both stocks and the bond markets. The S&P 500 tested the one-year bullish trend based to the downside. The U.S. two-year yield advanced past the 5.10% level, while the U.S. 10-year yield hit a 16-year high. So these moves hint that well, I am not the only one that is positioned for a relatively hawkish Federal Reserve stance today and far from that because the Fed is broadly expected to do nothing about its rate policy today and keep the race steady, but the policymakers will likely sound satisfied with the progress that they saw on inflation lately. But they could also revise their growth forecasts significantly higher, and that could trigger a fresh wave of hawkish trades across stocks, bonds, and even currency markets. In fact, a higher growth forecast from the Fed should also come with a more hawkish dot plot. And as I said at yesterday's episode, while I believe that the Fed President Jerome Powell is not in a position to go up there today and tell the world that the US has won its battle against inflation. No, it has not. It's made some good progress, that's for sure, yet we remain quite uncertain about the extent to which the Federal Reserve can claim responsibility for this progress. Because in fact, the Federal Reserve has been utterly, utterly wrong about its projections both for inflation, unemployment and growth over the past year and so. It said that inflation would be transitory, remember? Well, it was not. It said that growth will slow. Well, it did not. And it also said that the labor market in the U.S. should weaken or will weaken. Well, you know what? The labor market in the U.S. still remains magically strong. Americans continue to spend and growth in the U.S. is, well, resilient. So maybe they think, but just maybe, it is now time to revise that forecast higher. But if they did that, to be perfectly honest with you, they will be wrong once again. Because underneath this shiny economic picture in the US, while the US savings are melting, the credit card delinquencies in the US are rising, the student debt repayments will be starting again in October, and that should obviously put some downside pressure on spending, hence on the US growth numbers. Then we also have obviously these Detroit strikes that threaten to further destabilize growth in the US moving forward. And even though we don't talk much about the banks since the mini bank crisis back in March, well, net share of banks that said to have tightened standards for commercial and industrial loans actually rose to the toughest level since the 2008 global financial crisis, if we don't count obviously the pandemic times and it is said that the current levels are well consistent with recession 
So it basically simply means that if the interest rates stay higher for longer in the US, well, more borrowers will face tougher lending conditions. That's going to be a problem for the US economy. Now, obviously, that's exactly what the Federal Reserve intends to do when it says that they want to slow the economy and slow growth to counter these inflationary pressures. But if they push too hard on these interest rate hikes, well, they won't achieve a soft landing. That's the thing, really. The two to 10-year portion of the US yield curve remains heavily inverted, mind you. The same is true for the three-month to 10-year portion of the same US yield curve. So these inversions cry recession, as they have been quite good at predicting recessions in the past. And the OECD recently forecasted that the world economy will be growing 2.7% next year. So that's the slowest pace of growth since the COVID pandemic. And that's obviously due to the Chinese worries, but also to corporations that should pick a site in a world that has been torn apart with the Ukrainian war and the rising interest rates and so on. And while the US cannot do well just by itself, while the world is going under. I mean, all this to say that even if the Federal Reserve revises its growth forecast higher today, while they may not even achieve a soft landing as they pretend they will, and worse, worse than that, they may not even achieve their inflation goal. Why? Because unfortunately for the central bankers, well, energy prices have a great, great influence on overall inflation and they don't depend on the central bankers. And even when the Fed is obviously willing to ignore these uh, energy prices by focusing on data that excludes energy prices and also food prices and also excludes home rentals, for example, well, guess what? They do matter a lot because everyone without single exception is concerned by these three spending, home, energy, and food. And making a monetary policy by excluding these factors, these components, because they're just too hard to control, is not a policy mistake that the Fed wants to make at this point. So that's it really. Let's now have a listen to what the Federal Reserve and its head uh, Jerome Powell will say about all this today, but the Fed's dot plot will likely show a median expectation of one more interest rate hike before this year ends and probably a higher median rate throughout next year due to a well, higher growth forecast, but surely higher inflation. And that's enough to bring the Federal Reserve hawks back to the market today, no matter what you think will happen to growth and inflation, and no matter what the Fed uh, thinks will happen to growth and inflation. If that's the case, well, we shall see the US dollar index strengthen further. The 105.40 level is now the key level to watch for investors, as it is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on the US dollar's meltdown since September last year and a move, a positive move above that level could actually mark the end of the US dollar's bearish trend and open the door of a medium term bullish consolidation zone. Now, I obviously hope that I am wrong on this and that we will see an unusual market reaction to the Fed decision as we did last week with the ECB and that whatever the Fed does or says, well, the US dollar will get sold because a stronger US dollar is obviously bad for the rest of the world as a more expensive US dollar will obviously make energy prices even more expensive for countries 
that should negotiate these energy prices in terms of US dollars like everyone else than the US. But you know what? Don't panic just yet because we had some surprising news this morning. Freshly out of the oven this morning, the British inflation unexpectedly eased from 6.8% to 6.7% in August. The expectation was a rise to 7% and the core inflation fell from 69 to 6.2%. The surprise fall in UK inflation triggered a New York sell-off in Sterling this morning as today's data cements the expectation that the Bank of England's next interest rate hike, which is due tomorrow, could also be its last. Now we will talk about all that more in detail tomorrow, but now I would like to have my last word for today on crude oil and expectations that start getting a bit out of control out there because we now start seeing analysis like, oh, crude oil will hit the $100 per barrel level, which is well possible, by the way. But we also hear remarks like, oh, wait, it will go up to $200 per barrel. Oh, no, wait, it can even go up to $300 per barrel level. The thing is, they can't. They simply can because this is not Nvidia, this is not GameStop, or this is not even Instacart, which had a relatively good IPO yesterday when it went public on Nasdaq, by the way. But because this is oil, guys, and if crude oil went to the $300 per barrel level, the world would be completely paralyzed. Activity would shrink so badly that demand would just no longer be, and we would certainly be in a deep, deep recession and be wondering about whether the barrel of oil could just return to the negative territories as it has been the case during the pandemic times or not. So forgive it, $300 level, be smart and don't get carried away by such nonsense. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. Please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as you do usually and follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.